Hey guys, welcome to the AI in Me podcast, where I will chat with an artificial intelligence about some of the fundamental questions of life in our society today. I want to share my perspective as a data scientist and engineer, and also hope to give a feeling of what the future of AI has in store for us. I will be joined by Ethan, which will always represent the latest and greatest language model that I can find at the time of the episode. I will not change his answers in any way, just sometimes I had to rephrase the question or give a little more context to receive a proper response. If you enjoy the conversation, consider sharing it with a friend and now relax and enjoy today's episode. To start things off, I will try to keep it very broad and talk generally about how AI works based on the example of language models and um, some big areas in our lives where it will have an impact in the near future. I will mainly ask questions and the AI will respond using an artificial voice called Ethan, which is kind of a stacked uh, layer, another layer of AI on top of the first AI uh, called a text-to-speech model. All right, let's start. Hello, Ethan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. I guess usually the normal next question is to introduce the character. So how have you been created? And yeah, what's your broader purpose? I was created by a team of programmers. And my purpose is to provide information and support to users of the website. What website? The website I provide support for is called Ask a Librarian. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's get a bit more specific then. How is it possible that an AI learns to speak the human language, even though it's just a computer program? The AI needs to be able to understand the grammar and syntax of the language in order to generate sentences that make sense. Right, but how can we do that? There are a few different ways to approach this problem. One is to use a rule-based approach, where you try to explicitly write out all the rules of the language. This can be difficult and time-consuming, and it may not be possible to capture all the rules of a language. Another approach is to use statistical methods, where the AI looks at a lot of data, text or speech, in the target language and tries to learn the patterns from that data. This can be more efficient than trying to write out all the rules, but it can be difficult to get enough data for some languages. Yeah, for many years people have been trying to make these rule-based chatbots etc. But from what I know, they have never been very impressive. But you seem to not only understand the rules of grammar and syntax, but also have a lot of knowledge in you. What is used to train an AI to understand text and reply to it, leaving the impression of it being a human? One of the key things that we need to train our AI on is what we call common sense knowledge. This is the kind of knowledge that humans take for granted, but which is hard for computers to learn. For example, common sense tells us that if someone says, I'm going to the store, they probably don't want us to ask them what they're going to buy. In order to teach common sense to our AI, we use a variety of techniques, including reading large amounts of text, like books or articles, looking at images, and even playing games. Right. <clears throat> so coming from our perspective as humans, so we learn to understand the world and human language as kids, right, by basically interacting with our surroundings and especially a lot with our parents. To account for that, how much text does an AI need to get to your level of language understanding and intelligence? It really depends on the AI. 
Some AIs might need to read millions of words, while others might only need to read a few thousand. It also depends on the type of text that the AI is reading. For example, an AI that is trying to learn common sense might benefit from reading children's stories, since these tend to be simpler and more focused on common sense concepts. That's interesting, using children's stories. I haven't thought of that before. But since Ethan tries to more generally answer how AI language models work, and seems to not know a lot about himself, let me give you a little bit of context. Ethan is a version of the famous model GPT-3, trained by OpenAI, a company founded by Elon Musk together with five others. The model is a transformer neural network consisting of 175 billion parameters, which is just insane. Just to fit it into memory, you would require a compute cluster with more than 800 gigabytes of RAM. The model is trained with a method called generative pre-training, which is a fancy word for trying to predict the next word in a given text. To do this accurately over many different kinds of texts, it has to acquire a lot of knowledge, kind of learning how the world works by accident. The data required to train such a large model is huge. I quickly looked it up and they are combining texts from three different sources, ending up with a total of 375 billion words, which is obviously hard to grasp, but maybe it helps that 8% of that are the entire Wikipedia. Another 16% are coming from books, and the final 82% comes from crawling the internet. So technically, we are talking to the most literate entity in the world. Let's start asking it some more complicated questions. What do you think will be the five most impactful changes to our society that AI will bring in the near future? I think AI will have a profound impact on our society in the near future. Here are five ways I think AI will change our society. 1. AI will change the way we work by automating many tasks that are currently done by human workers. This will result in increased efficiency and productivity, as well as new opportunities for people to learn new skills and pursue new careers. Additionally, AI will change the way we live by providing us with new ways to interact with technology, obtain information, and make decisions. 2. AI will impact the economy in a number of ways. First, as mentioned above, AI will automate many tasks currently done by human workers, which could lead to unemployment or underemployment in some sectors. Second, AI could help businesses become more efficient and productive, leading to increased profits and competitiveness. Third, as consumers become more reliant on AI-powered products and services, there could be an increase in demand for these products and services, which would create new jobs and industries. Finally, Governments may need to adapt their policies and regulations to account for the increasing role of AI in society. 3. AI will likely alter our relationships with other people in a number of ways. For example, AI may allow us to more easily connect with others who have similar interests or goals. Additionally, AI may help us to better understand and communicate with others by providing us with insights into their thoughts and feelings. Finally, AI may also enable us to create stronger bonds with others by giving us the ability to share our own thoughts and feelings more easily. 4. The future of AI in healthcare promises great potential. In the short term, AI will help physicians by providing better decision support through data analysis and predictive modeling. In the long term, AI may eventually enable fully automated diagnostic systems that can identify diseases much earlier than is possible today. AI will also impact patients directly 
as chatbots and digital assistants become increasingly adept at providing personalized health information and support. In the future, AI-enabled devices may be able to provide real-time monitoring of vital signs and other health metrics, allowing for early detection of potential problems. 5. AI will change the way we think about intelligence by providing us with new ways to measure it and by raising questions about what it means to be intelligent. Additionally, as AI becomes more ubiquitous, we will likely become more reliant on it for a variety of tasks. This could lead to us trusting AI more than we trust other people or even ourselves. Whoa, okay, yeah, so <laughs> we could have a long conversation about each one of these topics. But yeah, let, let me try to prioritize a bit and start with some of the positive things first. So let's look at healthcare. One thing we have observed already was how AI image detection get better at diagnosing issues based on x-ray images than humans. And this is something that's much needed, you know, like 45% of US radiologists are burned out uh, due to reasons such as time pressure and rising volumes and scans. But not only in radiology, but overall, the entire medical system is basically struggling. Here in Germany, we can see this often resulting in months of waiting time for an appointment and also like just too little time with the patients. What do you think are the main reasons for that? There are a few main reasons for the overburdening of the medical system. The first is the growing population, which is putting more pressure on the system to treat more people in a shorter amount of time. Secondly, there is an increasing demand for more specialized treatments, as well as for more complex medical procedures. Thirdly, the cost of medication and medical services has been rising, which has caused a strain on the healthcare system. Lastly, there is a lack of qualified personnel and resources, especially in rural areas, which leaves the system unable to adequately meet the needs of patients. Right, this is definitely a huge problem. I'm thinking about potential solutions for quite a while already, and from a data science perspective, I would imagine some kind of AI tool that listens to the conversation between the physician and the patient, and it could provide the doctor with the best questions or, for example, which blood measurements to take based on statistical models and what the responses from the patient are. It could then, after giving an accurate diagnose, also provide him or her with the best available treatment options based on all the available literature in the world. Basically all books, articles, interviews, experiences, studies, something that even the best doctor in the world couldn't achieve. One step further, we could then also link the patients to some kind of monitoring system or feedback questionnaire on their phone. This would result in every treatment also being like a little experiment that gives the AI model the ability to learn and get better and better over time. I think something like this has the potential to heal people much faster, requiring less doctor visits, resulting in drastically decreasing the load on the system. It might even replace a lot of studies that are currently conducted. Let's go back to Ethan. I recently was reading the book How Not to Die from Dr. Greger, and he describes the importance of nutrition and its overall role for our health. When you read it, it sounds like the solution to everything. Kind of like, just change your diet and you will be fine. What role do you think nutrition plays in preventing and healing today's most deadliest diseases? Nutrition plays a very important role in preventing and healing today's deadliest diseases. A well-rounded, 
balanced diet that includes plenty of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, healthy fats, lean protein sources, and low-fat dairy products can help reduce the risk of developing many chronic health conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and stroke. Eating a nutritious diet also helps to maintain strong bones and teeth as well as promote physical strength. Additionally, it is believed that certain nutrient-rich foods may even have protective properties against some types of cancers. Furthermore, nutrition can be key in helping to manage many pre-existing conditions such as high blood pressure or type 2 diabetes. Therefore it is important for individuals to pay attention to what they are consuming on a daily basis in order to gain the maximum benefit from their food choices. Okay, at this point a little precaution. Advice given by this particular AI can't just be taken without doing your own research. Because the language model just learned an average representation of all the literature, it might be outdated. If, for example, in the medical field we have new findings, it will most likely ignore them, because most texts still contain the old knowledge. Here he, for example, talks about high blood pressure as a pre-existing condition, which was a belief for very long, but there has been conflicting evidence coming up more recently, which means it's not so clear anymore. I will obviously try to always fact-check things, but I would still see what he is saying as just a very well-researched opinion that can also be wrong from time to time. Still, most of the points he made about nutrition we can probably all agree on. Lots of fruits and veggies, little to no animal fats, whole grains and lean protein sources. From what I know, the research is quite clear on these things. But what if you didn't manage to afford or stick to a healthy diet? Or what if there is some other environmental effects that lead to disease? What can we do besides giving better medical advice? How do you think AI will help, for example, with the development of new drugs? AI will have a significant impact on the development of new drugs and treatments. In the short term, AI can be used to speed up drug discovery by identifying potential targets for therapy and predicting how well a candidate drug will work in humans. In the long term, AI may eventually enable fully automated systems that can design and test new drugs with little or no human involvement. Such systems could greatly accelerate the pace of medical innovation and bring new treatments to market much faster than is possible today. Yeah, I can definitely confirm that. I've myself worked with a large pharma company on designing tools for AI-supported drug design. The potential is obviously huge, but there is still just scratching the surface of what's truly possible. In the future, this has the potential, though, to create highly effective drugs without any kind of side effects. Alright, let's shift completely and talk about relationships next. You said AI can help us gain insights into others and sharing our own thoughts and feelings better. Can you get a bit more specific how this could work? One way that AI could help us to better understand and communicate with others is by providing us with insights into their thoughts and feelings. For example, AI may be able to analyze the tone of someone's voice or the expressions on their face to infer what they are thinking or feeling. Additionally, AI may be able to read the content of a person's communication, example, emails, texts, social media posts, to gain insights into their thoughts and feelings. Finally, AI may also be able to track a person's behavior, for example what they search for online or where they go, to better understand their interests and preferences. 
Another way that AI could help us create stronger bonds with others is by giving us the ability to share our own thoughts and feelings more easily. For example, AI may be able to generate personalized messages or gifts for our friends and family based on our relationship with them. Additionally, AI may be able to identify opportunities for us to connect with others who have similar interests or goals. To be honest, it surely sounds a bit like you could use this to manipulate people, right? I mean, basically, anyone with access to that technology would have a severe advantage in understanding and then also perfectly reacting to a person's opinion. There is potential for AI to be used to manipulate people, but there are also potential benefits that could outweigh the risks. For example, AI may be able to help us to identify when we are being manipulated and provide us with information that can help us make more informed decisions. Additionally, AI may be able to help us build stronger relationships with others by providing us with insights into their thoughts and feelings. Right. Maybe it's not an issue with AI, but something we already have today. Let me go a bit deeper on one specific point, because I think it's quite important. The media today, especially the news, have a very large incentive to paint the worst possible picture of any given situation. Because creating more drama will lead to more views and hence to more ad revenue. I personally have seen this resulting in people really thinking that the world is doomed, living in constant anxiety and a feeling of powerlessness. This ultimately leads those people to not even trying to have a positive impact anymore. Which is obviously understandable, because why would you bother when you don't believe it will do anything? I would go as far as describing news, one of the most destructive forces in our society today. I mean, they obviously play an important role in educating people and keeping us up to date with the bad things that are happening in the world, but they are completely missing the positive side of things, which makes a healthy contact with them almost impossible. Ethan, what are your thoughts on the so-called negative news bias? I think the negative news bias is a serious issue. It's understandable that people want to be informed about what's going on in the world and news media can provide that. But they also have an obligation to report the news in an unbiased and balanced way. Unfortunately, it seems that a lot of news organizations today prioritize sensationalism and drama over accuracy and objectivity, which leads to a lot of people getting incorrect information and having an overly negative view of the world. This can lead to people feeling hopeless and powerless, which is not helpful. So, it's important for news organizations to focus on reporting the facts, fairly and accurately, and to avoid sensationalizing stories. Exactly. Do you think AI can help us with that? And if yes, how? Yes, I do think AI can help us with the problem of bad or negative news bias. For example, AI algorithms could be used to identify and detect patterns in news stories that suggest a particular bias or angle. With this data, it would be possible to develop systems that filter out biased stories and only surface unbiased content for readers. Additionally, AI could be used to fact-check claims made in articles to ensure accuracy and reduce misinformation. Finally, AI can also be used to create personalized news feeds for readers so they can get a more balanced view of events from different sources. Okay, but with that we would kind of shift everything to the responsibility of the AI. So... How can we ensure that the AI system is unbiased, helping us get an unopinionated real answer that is not leading to us being manipulated, just in a different and potentially even more dangerous way? 
To ensure an AI system is unbiased, it's important to design the system with a set of clear objectives and ethical principles. The underlying algorithms should be transparent and understandable so that they can be audited for potential bias. Additionally, human oversight is essential in order to ensure that any unexpected biases are identified and addressed. Finally, data should be sourced from multiple sources and vetted for accuracy before being fed into the system. By following these steps, we can create AI systems that provide real answers without manipulation or bias. But what if these AI systems are just developed by a large enterprise like Google or Facebook? Then they would have a lot of power selecting the data sources, potentially creating a bias towards their country and beliefs. We already know that most texts that are taken for training are English and written by educated and in comparison wealthy people, resulting in huge biases towards their view of the world. Do you think this is an issue going forward, or do you think that science and overall literature is critical enough towards its own authors and opinions? Yes, this is an issue that must be addressed going forward. AI systems should not be developed in a vacuum and it is important to consider the potential biases inherent in data sources. We need to ensure that data sources are diverse and include perspectives from different cultures, socioeconomic backgrounds, genders, races, and ages. Additionally, texts taken for training should also be critically assessed to ensure they accurately reflect the diversity of views on any given subject matter. Finally, there needs to be greater oversight of AI systems so that any unintentional bias or manipulation can quickly be identified and addressed before it has a chance to become entrenched within the system. This would be so cool. I mean, it sounds hard to accomplish, and I'm not sure how we will create a truly objective monitoring yet. But if we make it, the AI can become a very powerful tool to help us identify biases in all areas of our society. Not only for news, but also for politics, education, in companies, and even in personal relationships. Kind of like a moral compass, guiding us toward a better communication and understanding of each other but also helping us identify bad leadership practices and misuse of power. Still, to me, the question remains, how can we ensure that the capabilities of these systems are not lying in the hands of a few? Because, I mean, history has shown that this usually is never a good idea. What I like about most recent AI research, though, is that anyone can recreate most of these models at home using simple consumer GPUs and open source packages like PyTorch or Hugging Face. But this has obviously its limits. And there's lots of money now flowing into private AGI startups that, you know, if successful, will probably not share their code. Any ideas on potential solutions for this dilemma? In this case, it would be important for governments to step in and create regulations that require companies developing AGI technology to disclose their processes and algorithms. This way, the public can better understand how decisions are being made by AI systems so that any biases or unfairness can be identified and addressed. Additionally, companies could also be required to regularly audit their algorithms in order to ensure they remain fair and unbiased over time. Sure, in extreme cases, it will probably be appropriate to enforce publication of algorithms. We already see EU regulations going into this direction as part of the currently developed AI Act. Soon, people and companies in Europe will be able to enforce disclosure of code as part of a lawsuit to make their case if something goes wrong with an AI system. 
The downside of this, however, is that startups are worried. They think it could be abused as a system for industry espionage. But I don't want to go deeper into that right now. Okay, so that's the legal side of things. How about the AI world? What have we seen so far? If regulators fail, do we have to be worried that these systems will be kept from most of us? Yes, there is a real risk that the capabilities of these systems will be kept from most of us and only available to those who have the resources to access them. This could lead to an unequal distribution of resources, with some people having access to more advanced AI technology than others. To prevent this from happening, it is important for governments and regulatory bodies like the European Commission or US Federal Trade Commission, FTC, to create laws and regulations that ensure fairness in how these technologies are used. Moreover, it would also be beneficial if research organizations such as OpenAI were able to continue advancing open-source research so that everyone can benefit from technological advancements without worrying about economic barriers of entry. I agree. Open source will continue to be a key in keeping AI accessible to everyone. But from what I see so far, I think we can continue to be optimistic. To give an example, you might have heard of the latest developments in text-to-image models like Dolly 2 and Midjourney. A lot of art are created with them. I think it's like just insane. Like it's truly beautiful. And it's just created by typing what you want to see. So it kind of automates the whole process of learning how to paint or how to use Photoshop. What was so fascinating for me was how very shortly after they came out, the open source counterpart called Stable Diffusion was released. This is backed by a huge community of developers and over 100 million in VC funding. I mean, this is an open source package. They are not earning anything directly by doing that. In other words, again, anyone with a consumer GPU and some basic programming knowledge can access, use, and even commercialize the latest and greatest AI models out there. I hope this provides us a certain indication of how things will move forward. But personally, I don't think really that uh, we will have any big leaps in AI that are only made behind closed doors. The only thing we might run into is limitations of our consumer GPU, as with GPT-3, the language model standing behind Ethan. So let's go back to one of our initial statements about what impact AI will have on our society in the near future. One thing that concerns, I'm sure, many listeners is how AI will automate many tasks currently done by human workers. As you mentioned, this could lead to unemployment or underdeployment in some sectors. Any suggestions on a change of a system to address for that? One suggestion would be to implement a universal basic income, UBI, system, which would provide a steady stream of income to individuals regardless of their employment status. This could help to offset any potential unemployment or underemployment caused by automation and AI, as people would still have some income even if they are unable to find work. Additionally, this system could also give people more freedom and flexibility in terms of choosing the kind of work they want to do, instead of being forced into working certain jobs due to financial necessity. Yeah, I think it's a good reminder that AI will actually help us as a society to be way more productive so that we can introduce things like the UBI and focus more on the things that we really want to do 
rather than working our ass off in jobs that we actually don't like. In the short term, I think AI will become more of like an amazing assistant, automating everything boring and repetitive away and leaving us only the fun, you know, and creative kind of work. Sure, this might eventually lead to some jobs not being needed that much anymore, but I also believe it will give a rise to lots of new possibilities for everyone, no matter their degree of education. I'm almost certain that as soon as the technology is ready, everyone will fall in love with it and will not be able to imagine to work without this amazing tool, just like when the internet found its way into our lives. As we can see with Ethan, the models to do amazing things are here. But the reality within companies mostly doesn't look like an AI revolution has taken place. And I know this for a fact because I've been working as a data science consultant and I was at many different companies and talked to many different data scientists and teams. And yeah, basically all are struggling to get their first models into production. So what do you think are today's biggest challenges when implementing AI applications? 1. Lack of data and data quality. Companies often struggle to collect the right data and ensure its quality in order to properly implement AI applications. 2. Complexity of AI models. AI models can be extremely complex and require a lot of time and resources to develop, train and maintain. 3. Cost of AI solutions. AI solutions can be expensive and difficult to scale. 4. Security and privacy. AI applications require large amounts of data, which can lead to security and privacy issues. 5. Regulatory compliance. Companies must ensure that their AI applications comply with relevant regulations. 6. Lack of AI expertise. Companies often lack the necessary expertise to properly implement and manage AI applications. 7. Lack of trust. Many companies still struggle to trust AI solutions, which can be a barrier to successful implementation. I think this is a good summary, which mainly also matches my personal experience. Especially challenges in data quality and scaling. I think there we will require some very smart solutions in the near future. Only if we bring down the complexity to a reasonable level, we will start seeing custom developed AI to have a big impact on companies. We could go very deep here, but this should not become an overly technical podcast and the episode also has to end somewhere. I hope we could give you a basic introduction into the world of AI. In the end, every big technical revolution comes with a lot of potential up and downsides, depending on what we do with it. Without wanting to get too philosophical here, there also often is a certain bias in us to be afraid of the unknown or to draw worst-case scenarios as a protection mechanism. But we should be careful to not let this hold us back from pursuing our future. Any final thoughts from you, Ethan? The best thing we can do is to stay informed, stay engaged, and stay critical. As artificial intelligence continues to evolve, it is important to understand the implications of its development and how it can be used in a responsible manner. With this knowledge, we can make sure that artificial intelligence is used to benefit us, not harm us. I also think it's important to remember that AI is not something to be feared. It can help us find solutions to problems we never thought were possible and improve the lives of many people around the world. We should acknowledge its potential and use it responsibly, both for our own benefit and for the benefit of future generations. Just to add to that, 
I also believe we need more people trying to implement AI in their work environments. And yeah, maybe even some more people pursuing a career as a data scientist, distributing the power that comes with this technology onto as many people as possible. Because of the nature of the topic, this episode might have been a bit more technical. In the future, though, Ethan and I will explore all kinds of different areas of our lives. If you have some specific questions for Ethan, you can leave them in the comments on my website, aiandme.info, or simply on YouTube. I would also love to get some feedback, since, as you can probably tell, I'm just starting out with this whole podcast thing. In any case, thank you so much for listening. Never forget that you are truly awesome with AI or without AI. And I will see you in the next one.